Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast, hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spada. And on today's episode, I am going to do just a little brief overview of peri workout nutrition. Um, I'm going to dive into what you should have um, pre workout, um, what you should do intra workout if you train hard enough for that. Um, and what you should have post-workout. I'm going to go into protein sources, fat sources, carb sources. Um, like I said, intra-workout, what to supplement with in that. Um, and then kind of just take you through maybe a few scenarios, whether someone wants to train fasted, how to how to go about that. Because I've had a few clients who actually go about their training fasted. I'm not a huge proponent of it, but you know, I'll go through that scenario for you to kind of at least take you through that and um if you do um enjoy this episode definitely share it on instagram subscribe to the podcast go down to the end of the page on apple um leave us a five-star rating or leave us a review um all of it is really appreciated i'm trying to grow this uh, podcast as much as possible i've been doing this now for a year and a half and um, i appreciate all your support with it Um, before we even get to the episode as you guys know, actually, I'm wearing a bunch of their clothes right now. Um, as you guys know, the podcast has teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition. Um, I'm going to go into some supplementation you can do. Um, with that, um, I am going to use Morphogen Nutrition products. Um, I only use Morphogen Nutrition products pre-workout, peri-workout. Um, so I will be using their names if you're interested in trying all these. Um, you can use code SPADA for 10% off all products mentioned in this episode and as you guys know i own symbiote strength llc which um, is a coaching company in which case a bond between you and i will create superhuman abilities Um, all my clients right now are stronger than ever Um, they're bigger than ever they keep growing Um, i am so excited for some of my clients Um, some of them have made massive changes lately and if you want to get on that team you might want to hop on now because it's slowly growing and it's getting there and you want to be here for the start of it. So um, you can go apply um, either DM at Spada Fitness on Instagram. Um, you can The application is in the show notes down below. Um, you can DM Symbiote Strength on Instagram. There's plenty of different ways. Um, reach out to me um, and I'll get you set up. Um, so I'm looking to add a few more clients to the roster. So let's get you started today. Uh, so... Woo! Let's start out with peri-workout nutrition. What even is peri-workout? Um, peri-workout is the time span between your pre-workout meal and your post-workout meal and everything in between. What does that include? That includes that pre-workout meal, um, pre-workout, going to the gym, um, doing your workout session, coming home, eating your final meal. Um, it's a very integral part of the whole day for a lot of people um one thing i want to say is because um i've gotten caught up in this and i've gotten um lost in this myself is don't make everything don't make your whole day about your training session yes it is important but also have a life um one thing that's helped me actually train and actually perform better in the gym is actually um not worrying about i often have my time over when i train but not worrying about all the nuances to it like hey my pre-workout meal is a bit later okay um well that's okay i might i might need just a bit of extra time to warm up at the gym um 
post-workout meal is a bit later than it needs to be okay the anabolic i'll go over the anabolic window today um so you know there's many different phases but don't get caught up in the nuance of oh my whole day relies upon my workout like you shut everything off when you start to eat your pre-workout meal and you shut everything off when you eat your post-workout meal like don't do that but we also want to drive sympathetic environments so do a little bit of it but make sure that you maintain some sort of humanity when you're doing things um so yeah so we're gonna hop right into it so pre-workout nutrition actually all these phases pre and post-workout are very much very very similar um how do i approach these um you know i favor more carbs and protein as you should um let me pop up my stuff on here um so let's go through it so why do i why do i benefit why do i use carbs and protein because your body needs energy yes actually yes there is fats where your fats tend to triglycerides which you can use as energy um, but oftentimes your body is going to store glucose in the body um, as glycogen which fills up the muscles um, so you want that to have fuel for your muscles to use when you go into the workout um, your pre-workout meal is the meal you want to set up your performance in the gym you want to make sure that you're properly fueling your workout um, I can go into fast training here uh, but I will touch on it after I go into this pre-workout um, so you want to benefit carbs and protein why because protein literally is the basis of muscles your body is built up of amino acids it's built up of proteins you need that to actually recover and actually prevent muscle degradation um, I'll touch on that in a little and in, in the actual intra workout but protein good time to get it in um, it's it's a little filling but it's good to get that in there um, carbs like I said are more generically are actually put in the body as glucose stored in the muscle as glycogen um, and when your body utilizes those stores of glycogen it's during those workout sessions so when you are fasted or say something like that your glycogen storage is very very low um, which means you're not going to have as much energy which most likely means you're actually going to hinder your performance um, so your pre-workout meal sets up your performance now there's a caveat to this um, I've been through it and I'll actually discuss my story so I I would go through my workout um, let's say I was just using protein and carbs um, I'm in taking around 50 grams of car 50 grams of protein pre-workout um, and around 110 grams of carbs also with that um, and one day I was doing legs no I was actually doing chest and shoulder workout I hit a PR on every single exercise um, but on my way home I started to get hypo I started to, if you don't know what hypo is it's hypoglycemia it's when your blood sugar technically drops below 70 um, I don't know what it was at but it was pretty damn bad um, you get a bunch of shakes you kind of can't really you kind of get those cold sweats really sucks you don't want to be there um, it's not a good feeling um, so I used up all my glycogen in my muscles and my body didn't have any more glucose to store so my blood glucose levels start to drop um, really rapidly and that's where you get that less than 70 reading um, so 
you know, with that, um, me and my coach decided to add in fats. Now, why would you add in fats? Because fats also slow digestion down. Um, so when you intake protein and carbs, you're when you intake any carbs without any fats or anything, you're going to get an insulin spike that shoots up and then you'll kind of get an insulin kind of crash with it. So your insulin will spike up and then you'll crash. Um, typically, a lot of times I see this is people who eat a workout, who eat a pre-workout meal, they get that rush of energy and then they actually kind of dip off. They're like, oh shit, I'm tired as fuck. That's the, that's the actual insulin spike and insulin crash. Um, so you want to be weary of that. If you're a person that's actually getting that, um, I typically recommend anywhere from five to 10 grams of fat pre-workout. Now we don't want to go too much, um, because you also want these carbs to get into your system. You want them to be ready available within like an hour and a half to two hours. Um, technically I say around an hour to two hours pre-workout you want your meal depending on the size for me now that i've added in fats it actually stays in my body a lot longer which means i need to push my meals back um so i typically do about two hours before so when i hit the workout i can drink my intro and my intro is going to be used um so timing of it does matter because you don't want to go into this and i've seen this too with clients where they eat 100 grams of carbs and they actually feel like they're gonna be sick. Um, so you might get sick while you're working out. Now, sometimes it is from actually pushing yourself to that extreme, but other times it's from your food hasn't properly digested and you're pulling blood into the wrong part of the body and that just leads to problems and your food doesn't get, like I said, properly digested and it actually would expel. Um, so we wanna make sure to use protein carbs and if you are experiencing that insulin crash per se i would then add in fats um so i've seen that great so when you actually add in those fats to kind of explain it like i said the insulin spike when you when you get when you add in the fats excuse me i'm stumbling over my words um you'll actually get a uh, more just regulated release of that insulin because the carbs are slowly coming into the system are slowly being di or slowing down the digestion of the carbs so they're not instantly being digested. So your pancreas isn't isn't producing just insulin rapidly. It's producing insulin at a good pace, in which case you'll absorb all the carbs and your body will be ready to go when you get in the workout, you won't get a crash. So if you're experiencing that, do that. Now, amounts of protein, fats, and carbs. I went to fats. Um, fats should be around five to 10 grams. Um, I am typically on the five to eight range um, just because I find that to really be good. Um, like I said, I don't want to push too many fats in this peri-workout window. I want these carbs to be digested um, and I want these sources to be good. And what do I use for fats? Um, I would use something like nuts or a coconut oil, MCT oil. Reason why is because MCTs are actually stored they're medium chain triglycerides, so they're actually stored as energy, so they're gonna be used in the workout. Um, same with kind of coconut oil. Coconut oil is very much the same way. Um, so those are two of the great sources. Almonds I kind of just use as a source if people can handle it. Um, so those are kind of a few that I use. Um, protein, what do we wanna keep protein at? Um, purely dependent on the person, um, but females I like to keep around 25 grams. 
males, I'll do anywhere from 40 to 50 grams, just depending on digestion and how much protein they have throughout the day. Um, I find that it's a good time to just get it in because people are all about getting in the protein so you don't get that muscle degradation. Um, and so 50 grams is really a good spot. Um, with that, you might want to take a digestive enzyme, but that's per person. Some people can handle more, some people can't. Um, you got to find the place where your digestive system is really solid to get this through. Um, sources I use, um, I can use chicken. Um, I like to use whey protein powder too for this one. Um, most of my clients um, actually do some sort of protein shake pre-workout. Um, reason is, um, especially a whey, you want to make sure it's a whey isolate, not a whey concentrate, um, because concentrate actually has some carbs and some fats in it, um, whereas the isolate is just straight up protein. Um, so that will digest pretty damn quickly um, and pretty easily. Um, now, um, I also, like I said, I want to stick to lean sources here. We don't want fats. I want to stick to lean sources here. Um, carbs. Okay. So I like to use a little bit of simple and also fruit. Now, why do I like to use them? Because they actually activate both glute transporters, glute 3 and glute 4 transporters. Um, so it fills up your liver glycogen, also fills up your muscle glycogen. Um, so I like to go with something like cream of rice or rice. Um, English muffins, something really quick, something easily digestible. Um, my go-to meal um, for a lot of people is honestly whey protein powder and cream of rice. The reason being is both of those sources are very damn quick um, to actually absorb. Um, and then I add in some sort of fruit. Um, I don't like to add in blueberries or anything with antioxidants because you really don't want that. You really don't want those when you're going to go work out. So something I'll choose, I'll choose something with typically like potassium in it. Um, bananas, typically my favorite source pre-workout. Um, reason is potassium is good for hydration and everything. And you want your muscles hydrated, um, during, um, your workouts. So it's kind of act in that hydration period is a good thing. Um, I also like to include sea salt in mine or iodized salt. That's purely dependent on the person. Um, but Iodine, iodine can help with thyroid function, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. Um, I like to have just some salt in there to actually help with the hydration of the muscle and everything and make sure that you're going to get that water that you need to actually fuel to get the good pump. Um, so I like to go with those sources and those things pre-workout. I like to go with those amounts. Um, I didn't say an amount for carbs. Carbs is purely dependent on a person. Um, I typically like to start anywhere from 50 to 60 grams of carbs with someone and then work their way up to somewhere around 100 and something grams. Um, now, the reason why I do this is I'll give a little coaching hint is I like to push, I push carbs peri-workout. Um, you'll see this when I go through my amounts pre-intro and post. Um, I like, the reason why I like to do it is because I like to know that the carbs are actually being used. Um, when you have carbs outside of your workout, outside that workout window, um, they're not technically going to be burned fairly well by the body. Um, and they have a more, they have more risk of being put on as fat. Um, so we don't want that. So I like to make sure that they're being used. So whether it's fueling the workout in the middle of the workout to also keep on fueling the workout, um, and then post-workout to actually kind of refuel your body and prevent that muscle degradation and everything. So um, yeah, so I would go with those amounts, like I said, defer. Um, so uh, 
intra workout now this is a good one how many times have you gone into the gym and seen someone chugging a gatorade um a lot of people are like oh my god that's so much sugar um that's one of the first things i ever get from my clients when i actually say use gatorade or something in um in in the middle of their workout they're like oh my god that's a bunch of sugar yes we want that sugar um the way that sugar is fairly easily broken down and we really want that so why have carbs intra-workout now there's a mix of two things here um i'm gonna go into a study that i actually looked up that i have here um first off it helps promote the maintenance of the glycogen levels like i said um when i went through my workout that one chest and shoulder workout i burned through everything so my pre-workout my intra workout i burned through it all until i had none and then my my bg really did drop and it fucking sucks like i said um so your body stores glucose like i said in the form of glycogen within the muscle um these stores are built up and used every single time you work out so what happens what happens when you drain these stores what happens often for you you might you might feel this when you go through the workout and you feel tired you feel weak um, you don't have like ener any energy left. Um, that might hurt you in a way. You want to keep up that performance. Why do Why do we want to keep up the performance? Because we want to preach progressive overload. We want to add in progressive overload to grow the muscle. Um, and so we don't want your muscles to get tired and weaker. We want them to maintain that strength throughout the time. Because if you're able to get stronger in the later parts of your workout it's going to benefit you a lot especially um, people like to tack on now this is where training programming comes into play exercise selection um, but usually later on people like to put in like arms or some little shoulder work um, into their last few sets of the workout when you get to those how how serious are you able to take it because you're probably drained of your battery so we want to actually add those carbs will those carbs will allow those stores, those glycogen stores within your muscle to constantly be filled. Um, so that allows your muscle to keep performing at optimal levels, allowing you to hit those PRs near the end of your workout. Um, whereas before you could have been struggling. Um, so first one is it actually helps promote the maintenance of glycogen levels in the muscle. Two, prevent muscle degradation. This is a big one. This is where the study comes in. Um, it's actually on PubMed. I'm gonna link it below. Um, so when you're looking at muscle degradation, um, many studies look at um, the three MH amino acids. Um, it's a very, very long name. I'm just going to use three MH for us so we don't get confused. Um, it's actually a biomarker for helping us um, determine the rate of muscle protein breakdown. Um, so I'm going to go into the study. Let me pop it up here. You guys can't even see this, but I am seeing it. Um, so... They took a study. They had a they had a they had a bit of people who used who used carbs who used carbs and EAAs, um, and who were a placebo. And um, actually, the people who um, used the placebo, meaning they didn't have any carbs or any EAAs, they actually saw a fifty six percent increase in three MH excretion. So what does that mean? That means that their protein was being broken down at a fifty six percent rate. 56% increased rate, which we don't want. We want to we want to rebuild those muscles. We want to make sure that they are being rebuilt. Um, also, 
I mean, they also saw an increase in cortisol, like a like a large increase compared to them, compared to the people who had carbs or carbs in EAs. Um, now, if you take a look at the people who ingested EAs and um, carbs, they saw a 27% uh, reduction in 3-MH excretion. So what does that mean? That means that, that it actually has a... Um, a anabolic effect so you're able to keep on building your muscle rebuilding it um, because when you're breaking down your muscle you're going catabolic um, and you don't want that that means that your muscles being broken down and used which could lead to glucose neogenesis and such and such down the line um, so actually feeding the muscle in the middle of the workout can prevent muscle degradation um, that's a solid freaking thing so when so the carb just the carb people in general saw a lesser reduction but the people who use carbs in eaas um actually saw a greater reduction now um why use eaas eaas are essential amino acids um you should count them as proteins if you ever use them in any plan um there's about 2.5 grams in synthogen um that is Morphogen Nutrition's um, EAA complex. Um, I use that all the time. It has a lot more benefits than just the EAAs. Um, I highly recommend it to everybody. My favorite flavor is strawberry lemonade, um, but I'm not here to sell you anything, really. I'm kind of just here to show you what I use. Um, so EAAs go along with that. Um, now, you also, why EAAs? Because they're also protein, so they help actually rebuild the muscle and help store amino acids. Um, also, what carbs do you choose? So, you know how we chose cream of rice and all those pre-workout? Um, you do not want to be having anything to eat within this intra-workout intra -workout time. Why? Because you're actually in a sympathetic state, which means that you're not actually going to digest food fairly well. Especially if you have to continually chew the first thing, like I said in my digestion episode to optimize the digestion. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that one. Um, when you actually are in that sympathetic state and you chew food and everything, you're pulling blood to the stomach, in which case it's not going to digest fairly well. Um, and you're actually going to get bloated and it might, it's actually going to hinder your workout. So you want to choose carbs that are quickly digestible, which is why you see people have gatorades or candy or some sort of like whatever in the middle of their workout um it's quick digestible carbs they're sugars they're very much a low molecular weight um and i actually use a mix of gatorade and highly blanch highly branched cyclic dextrin um highly branched cyclic dextrin is probably the best carb source in the world it's I think it's been studied to be the best carb source in the world. Um, I use Hexagen by Morphogen Nutrition. Um, by that, I mean, I just like their stuff. It has extra benefits to that too. Um, you can also use fruit juice and stuff like that. I've seen that, um, but I mix a little bit of both because Gatorade, um, I've learned this far too well from trying to do 100 grams Gatorade. Um, it ends up just sloshing in your stomach and I feel bad. Now, when you're choosing Gatorade, hint here, use the powder go on Amazon and get the powder. Why? Because if you have to have, this is where it comes into amounts. If you have to have like 
80 to 100 grams, 80 to 130 grams of carbs in your workout, that's a lot of liquid if you get if you had to buy like two or three Gatorades. That's a lot of liquid you're bringing into yourself and that's a lot on the body. Um, so you don't want that and you won't want that feeling. It kind of feels like shit. So you definitely don't want that. Um, I am a huge proponent of just mixing the Gatorade and the Hexogen just because it will just age you a lot better with it. Um, and your digestion will be fairly well. Now, don't go full high. Don't go all highly branched cyclic dextrin. Um, you might shit your brains out. Um, so um, I do that, and then the EAAs. Like I said, that combo kind of has an anabolic response to it. So I typically go with two scoops. Um, I follow the directions on um, Morphogen Nutrition's bottle for Synthogen. Um, it depends on weight. For most of my females, I do one scoop. For all my males, I do two. Um, and they typically have 2.5 grams of protein per scoop. So it's around five grams of protein in the middle too. Um, and you typically want to have this done by the third. I like to have it halfway through done. Um, I actually might sip on it slightly right before I even, like when I'm within like five minutes of the gym, I typically like to start sipping on it so I get the carbs in there. So I start to feel that and it's quick. It's in there. Um, so by my first workout, my first exercise, I'm good to go. Um, so I recommend all my clients to, uh, drink it by the third exercise or whatever their middle is. Um, just so it's actually being used because if you wait too long, even though it digests fairly quickly, it's not going to be used if you wait until, oh, the last, the last set of your, ex of your workout. Like it's just not being used there and it's just going to sit in your system. No need for that to happen. Um, typically for my clients, I like to start at 30 grams of carbs and go from there. Now, some of them do have upwards to um, 110. Right now, I think I have one of my clients at. Um, I do that because I think as training intensity increases, the need for more energy and the need for more glycogen is there. And I need to make sure that their performance is top-notch. So... Um, I always say be aware of your training intensity when you decide how many carbs to put in your intro workout. Um, I say also depends on if you even need one. Now, here's the training fasted thing. I If any of my clients train fasted, they will not be fasted within the workout. They will be sipping on a Gatorade or some sort of mixture with protein, whether it be a whey protein powder um, or it's some sort of EAAs, they'll be sipping on something to provide fuel for that workout. Why, like I said, when you go into the workout and you're fasted, your your glycogen stores are basically zilch. So you're getting a catabolic response already from your workout. You're more likely to have lower performance, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. So I typically like to re recommend all clients who train fasted to at least have a intra-workout ready to go so they can do that. Now, I also didn't bring this up in the pre-workout, but when you train fast it, I also like to kind of push, I like to keep more complex carbs like oats or something like that, like at the end of their night or their last meal. Um, the reason why is it will digest kind of slower. Um, add that with, I like to push fats more at night. Um, so typically add those two things together. You're going to have some slow digestion, um, which will be fine. Um, and you'll be ready to go. So your glycogen stores will be up by the time you're ready to work out in the morning 
or at least somewhat filled up. So it's many different caveats to it. Um, I'm a big fan though of you cannot train all the way until post-workout without something because you're just gonna waste time in the gym. You're gonna waste performance. You're gonna slow your progression down without having that intra in. So that's a big one for me. And finally, getting into the post-workout. Post-workout, very, very similar to the pre-workout. This is why I kind of saved it for the end. Um, it's very similar to the pre-workout. You want to use a simple carb. You want to use protein. Um, like I said, prevent that. Start that rebuild process for the muscle. Um, you really want to refill those glycogen stores. You want to make sure the muscle gets filled up, gets the nutrients it needs. Um, that's the one thing is you're when you take all those glycogen stores, you're depriving your body, you're depriving the muscles of the nutrients it needs. So you need to refill those. That's how you grow. Um, so what are you going to do? You're going to have a simple carb. Um, I use anything from, I use anything from white rice, cream of rice, cereal. I know some people who have struggled who need to get in a ton of carbs. I use cereal and whey protein. Um, I have people also utilizing a fruit. Like I said before, in the in the pre-workout meals, um, I choose um, another fruit option. Now, this can be a fruit with antioxidants in it. Um, I like to choose, I use blueberries myself, but I'm also a big proponent of pineapple. It has solid digestive enzymes in it that actually help. Um, so I'm a big proponent of that. It also hits that, that glute transporter that you need. So use a simple carb mixed with a fruit. Um, I like to use as minimal fats here. We wanna, we wanna get that carb and those proteins into the freaking muscle. So we don't wanna waste no time. We wanna, we wanna hammer it home. We wanna get in there as quick as possible. Um, so we don't want no fats to slow down that digestion. Um, your insulin's already at a pretty good level, so we need to feed the body. Um, it's at a pretty low level typically around here. It's not too low, but you're typically around 70 to 80 post-workout. Um, if you come home, one thing is if I test people's BGs, I like to see things, um, don't eat right away to kind of be safe. I like to say anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour post-workout. Um, I also like to, for my clients, I also like to fuel, um, I like to have a sort of calming or sort of cortisol, um, suppressant supplement. So cortisol is a good thing acutely for the workout. Um, but I try to bring it down. I try to get them into a parasympathetic environment as fast as possible. So I'll use something like MorphoCom um, on their ride home from the gym. So around 30 minutes to an hour after the workout, they are actually ready to eat. I say, do not eat until you actually feel hungry. When you start to feel hungry, that means your body is in that less stress state, you're in that peace state. Um, so that will actually allow you to digest the food better because I've seen it from my clients is that they don't they don't wait long enough and then they end up feeling bloated and tired and stuff like that. So we don't want that to happen. Uh, protein sources, same again. Um, we want to keep them lean, whey protein, um, chicken, uh, 99 ground turkey. Um, I also might add in um, some spinach here has or some veggies. Um, I typically like to stay away from fibrous foods within these peri-workout nutritions because fiber like i said can actually slow down digestion um so i like to do that but sometimes some clients do it um so i'm a big proponent of that um and yeah that's really it everything you need to know now how many carbs do you push i like to push 
I like to push a little less carbs pre-workout, more carbs post, because your body really is going to use those. Um, where an intra-workout, so post-workout, most of my clients are somewhere in the hundreds, typically. Like they're somewhere around like 80 to 100 and some grams of carbs. Um, I like to like to make sure, like I said, the that the carbs are actually being used. Um, and so I'll do a little lighter of a pre-workout meal, so it's not in their body digesting by the time they get to the workout um, and then refuel them when they get home um, so intra-workout is a very if it depends on if you truly need it um, some people do um, like I said choose something like a Gatorade or highly blanched cyclic dextrin um, pre and post workout choose things like lean protein sources um, simple carbs um, fats pre-workout no fat as minimal fats post-workout um, and yeah, choose choose some fruits, both both pre and post, to hit that second glute transporter, and you'll be all set. So, also one thing I like to do is sometimes I do like to supplement um, a glucose disposal agent pre workout, um, but that's for another day that I can discuss. Uh, if you have any questions about that, um, please DM me. I am open to any questions that you have. So if you listen to this and you have any sort of questions as to why I do something. Um, Please let me know. Ask away. Um, I want to make sure that um, that I help you get to your goals, and that I help you have effective workouts because that's what that's what it comes down to. We really want to fuel that performance so you can grow, and this is how you're going to do it. So take, so don't just. I know a lot of people. Some people need to just get in their macros all day. There's a, I'm a big proponent of making sure you hit your macros. Now, how you devise those macros will have a huge effect. I am all about nutrient timing. Um, I think it has a bigger effect than a lot of people think. Um, and I'm a big proponent of it, so that's how I do it. I do around 60 to 70% of my clients' carbs um, in this window. And outside of that, they use fruits and veggies and other lower carb options to actually get through the day. Um, I'm not deprived. I'm not depriving them um, outside of the workout. They are choosing good foods outside. So, if you guys are interested again um, in coaching, definitely go sign up down below. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, definitely take a screenshot, um, swipe all the way down, leave a five star rating, leave a review. Um, but hopefully, this answered anything that you had questions about in your intra workout um in your actual um peri workout nutrition what to have what not to have um how to go about things um i hopefully explained it perfectly for you um like i said if you have any questions please dm me and um if i got some wrong please also dm me because i will make up for that um so um thank you guys and and if you guys are interested in using any of the morphogen products i said in this thing um use code spada for 10 percent off and thank you guys um for listening to this episode um on thursday i am going to be joined by brayden miller um one of my canadian guests um i just recorded with another one the other day um but he's my second canadian guest and i'm very excited to have him on he has a really cool story um we go into kind of our we actually go into our experiences as coaches um what we like in the industry what we actually don't um, what people do a little bit, but we also we also mainly focus on his background, um, where he's come from, what he's been through, because he has a really, really great story that I think you guys are going to love. So stay tuned for that episode. It's out on Thursday at 8 a.m. So 
Um, can't wait to catch you guys there for that episode. So um, I'm going to let you guys go here now. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast.